This Moment Outdoors was brought to you by L.L. Bean, official partner of the National Park Foundation for the Find Your Park movement. This week, one man's frustration shopping for a new RV, how to find the real height of your unit, a unique old-fashioned ice cream stop, truck news, and a whole lot more. This is RV Miles. Welcome to episode 115 of RV Miles. I'm Jason. And I'm Abby. And we are two full-time travelers who, along with our boys, Jack, Ethan, and Henry, crisscross North America on one epic road trip. Each week, we talk all things RV and outdoors, from travel destinations to gear, industry news, our national parks, and a whole lot more. We wanted to kick the show off today with a, a really great post from our Facebook group from the RV Miles Facebook group. You should go join if you aren't joined yet. Uh, Our friend Joe Collins is shopping for a new RV. And uh, as we all do, (laughs) has had a few issues in that process. And he decided to share some of his frustrations. So Abby, would you please, um, you know, dig back into your theater degree. I am getting into my center. (laughs) And, and, and please read read this post. Yes. So I've skimmed through this monologue of Joe's. <laughs> I have picked out my, you know, my want and I've got my motivation. And just like I used to do as an actor in Chicago going on an audition, I spent about 65% of the time staring at this. And then I thought, just forget it. I'm going to wing it. So... This is essentially what it was like if I walked into an audition room. I've done 65% of the work. Okay, you're you're way overselling this. (laughs) I kind of am. I just, this is the thing. I'm going to oversell myself so when I do a mediocre job, everyone thinks it's really, really good. All right, so this is what Joe wrote to the group. So, we're still shopping for our first travel trailer, and I need to vent a bit. A, if I don't want an outdoor kitchen, why would I want an outdoor refrigerator? (laughs) fair point. B, looking at you, Winnebago, if you're going to have a fold-down couch, why make the back pillow such that you cannot sleep flat on them? Oh, let me tell you. Don't even get me started. This one we're sitting on right now. Lord of the Rings last night was real bumpy. (laughs) Well, they make it so that you you fold them down and you look at it and you're like, oh, that looks like a nice, comfy place to sleep. I can't. It's all about selling you the unit when you actually lay on it. (laughs) It doesn't work out so well. We didn't lay on ours until... After we'd brought it home. (laughs) C, a dinette that converts to a bed for someone 68 inches or shorter to sleep on. (laughs) D, looking back at you, Winnebago, don't make me fall in love with a model only to find out there are like seven in the whole country because you didn't make any of them. That's super common. So, so common. (laughs) E, unnamed dealership. If you list the trailer as new on your website, don't give me paperwork saying it's used. If it's used, say that. Wow. That's shady. That's wow. shady. F. Bunks that are more akin to pizza ovens? <laughs> really? <laughs> I tested one and it reminded me of the beginning of Kill Bill Volume 2 when Uma Thurman is buried alive in a casket. <laughs> e- <laughs> minus the Kill Bill. The one inch punch. <laughs> 
Cloud. <laughs> Minus the Kill Bill reference, I feel like Ethan could have written that <laughs> word for word. He is always complaining about how hot it is up in his bunk. G. When you see daylight under the kitchen sink because the outdoor kitchen door is open, that's not a good thing no matter how you try to spin it. (laughs) H, if it's 32 feet long, then say that. Don't say it's 28 feet long, but only on the inside. That's one of my biggest pet peeves. Literally nobody cares about how long it is on the inside. Nobody. I mean, I just want to know how big I am to get into a space. You know what I'm saying? I... When we tell you that we do not want a kitchen island, don't show me four trailers with kitchen islands. Take notes if it helps. This was not our... We didn't have the kitchen island so much. It was the bunks. Yeah. We would be like, we need more than two bunks. We need three bunks. Don't show us ones with two bunks. (laughs) And they'd be like... Total waste of time. Here's a twin over a double. And I'd be like... No, our kids. No, no Have one you in met my our fa- kids? They're not <laughs> right. sleeping next no, to each other. Nobody in my family <laughs> wants to share. I don't even like sleeping next to Jason. <laughs> if I had it my way, I'd be in a bunk. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, Jay. A trailer described as a total man cave is off the list. That's not how you sell a trailer to a couple. I'm just looking at you because, I mean, that is so true. Hey, some women like man caves. I just think that anytime you have more than one type of person standing in front of you that is going to be buying a purchase together, do not single out one of those individuals or make an assumption about one of those individuals and then be like, I'm going to sell that to you. There's nothing worse than recognizing that you are not considered the most important buyer in that conversation. So I'm just saying, maybe don't say a man cave if there's someone who doesn't like a man cave with you. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, you're going to love the kitchen because all the wives love it. Just no, don't do that ever. <laughs> We're filming today, and I mean, this was this is a side. I'm giving the side eye to you right now because that I would just. Hey. And I love to cook, so I don't, I mean... <laughs> Jason cooks more than I cook. <laughs> like, that is very true. That is very true. L, if there are bubbles visible under the outer skin, just don't even try to show it to us. And don't answer why with... Why is that even on your lot? And don't answer with, I'm not sure why that happened. <laughs> M, I really believe you knew the trailer was owned by a smoker and that accounts for that terrible smell. I don't believe you really hadn't noticed it before. Junk that trailer. No one is going to buy it. Maybe another smoker would buy it. They wouldn't smell it. Skipping ahead to U. U stands for unicorn, which is apparently the trailer we're looking for. I relinquish the soapbox peace <laughs> thanks so much for that so joe great. that's that's great and uh and and I, I think, think <laughs> anybody that's done this before really feels you <laughs> i think he just speaks for the people because there are so many things in here that as i was reading this i just kept unpacking it and being like yes yes <laughs> that is exactly true so i really appreciate that he came and shared that with all of us it gave us a good laugh and <laughs> yes and you can read more things like that and you can see tons of 
travel destination pictures and you know the group is really starting to just get really vocal and active and getting to know each other and it's starting to become just a really fun environment to be in so if you're listening and you haven't come over and joined us yet we would really love to get to know you and get to know the kind of traveler you are Speaking of fun and funny people, our friends over at the Stressless Camping <laughs> Podcast, they're a lot of fun. They Did you see the picture they posted in their Halloween costume? <laughs> yes. That was like, <laughs> it was all kinds of amazing. Uh, but I wanted to talk about something that really interesting that they posted on their Facebook page. They It was a an RV, a trailer, that had a decal on the, on the nose cap of it that showed in reverse, like in mirror, the height, the width, and the length of the trailer. So that as you're driving, you look in your your side view mirror or your rear view mirror, you could see what your height, width, and length was. Oh, that's a good idea. I think it was a great idea. I think maybe it's a little over the top because I think you could probably put a little sticker in your truck instead. Or maybe you could just remember the information. (laughs) But it got me thinking about how many people actually know the height of their RV? Okay, uh, then I have to admit, I don't know. And, I, so I shouldn't have just made that little quip yeah. about you should know because I don't know. And I should have not said that. And when you buy new, normally you can look in the paperwork and it's going to tell you. But if you buy used, you you might have no idea. If you've added yeah. stuff to your rooftop, all sorts of stuff could affect the height of your RV. Yeah, you start building those decks up there <laughs> and you know, party decks start appearing and you just don't know. So this is a little trick that we uh, we heard about when we were building our, our bus conversion. This is a, a foolproof way to figure out the height of your RV because you can can't really just take a tape measure to it, right? Because you've got stuff in the middle on the roof that's higher than the stuff on the sides. And then you've got the ground, which isn't going to be flat. So you've taken, you're measuring on one side, it's going to be shorter than the other side. So foolproof way to do this is take a a piece of wood, like a two by four, a, a long one, and mark a center line on that, right? Put that across the highest point on your roof. It's probably going to be your air conditioner and have it go off the sides of your RV so that you can then have somebody on the ground measure from that two by four to the ground. You wanna measure on both sides of the RV and then average the two, and then you've got your actual height. So if you measure on one side and it's, and it's you know 11 foot three and the other side it's 11 foot nine, you're 11 foot six. I feel like you shouldn't look at me when you're saying these things because I feel like you see me like my eyes start to glaze over. <laughs> because I remember you talking to me about this when we were building the bus. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure you lost me at two by four center line. <laughs> and then I, I faded. This time I got a little bit further. Now, if but you, it's, I do not doubt that that is a really, really good thing to do. If that seems too involved for you, what you can bit. do is take a tape measure and just measure down from the highest point you can reach on, on either side so that you know where, wherever the lip of your roof is on either side. And, and if that and, seems too complicated <laughs> for you, you should just ask someone to do it for you. <laughs> no, but well, you have to. Then you, if you do that, though, you have to then add the height of whatever the highest thing on your roof is. So you can measure on the two sides, average those, then go up on your roof and measure how high whatever the tallest thing on your roof is and add that to it. What do you think the tallest thing on our roof is right now? It's our air conditioner. You think it's tall and that's taller than the Togo, the road length that's up there? Yeah, it's quite a bit taller. They're taller than you would think. Huh. Yeah. 
Yeah, for most people, it's gonna it's always gonna be the air conditioner. You know, some pe- some people don't have a rooftop air conditioner. Um, well, it's like I said, if it's a party bus, though. Some people have installed though, like taller antennas that are are, are more traditional. You know, metal <laughs> antennas. Trying to get trying to get those free channels. <laughs> Uh, That's right. a good idea. That was a good <laughs> so idea. So I thought that was good. And also go check out Stressless Camping's Facebook page and check out their podcast as well. They're good people. They are very good people. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we've got the answer to last week's brain teaser. And we've got some cool little side trips that we've been able to experience here while we're stuck still in North Dakota. Well, we're enjoying Minot, North Dakota. <laughs> we're not stuck. We're very much enjoying it. We'll be right back. <laughs> Hey, the holiday season is just around the corner, and do you know that coolers are not just good for keeping your food cold? They're good for keeping your food warm as well. They also look great with a bow on them. (laughs) And there's nothing like a Pelican cooler to keep your Thanksgiving meal warm as you as you take it from your house to grandma's. And if you're like us and you're told to bring pies, you put pies in there and then you show up and like there are 14 pies (laughs) already there. And you think to yourself, why did I bring pies? I could have brought mashed potatoes. I spent four hours making this awesome pumpkin pie and somebody showed up with two Costco pumpkin pies. Because at the end of the day, Costco always wins. Okay? Yeah, because it's bigger. $10 for a pie that literally looks like a giant saucer. Like Abby said, they also look good with a bow on them. So if you're interested in a holiday present for somebody, they also come in a whole lot of different colors. Pelican coolers look really smart underneath the Christmas tree. So if you head over to pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles and purchase any hard sided cooler, they're gonna throw in a free tumbler as well. So go over to pelicancoolers.com slash RV miles to get your Pelican lifetime guaranteed made in America cooler. And the show is also brought to you by our friends over at Togo. As you know, Togo has been our go-to for all things RV. And when you create a Togo ID, you unlock the entire ecosystem of RV products and resources that Togo has to offer. Some of our newer RV friends find the library of how-to content and video tutorials the most helpful, while others love the trip planning and organizational aspects. I love being organized. One thing that everyone can love is the Togo Roadlink, and boy, does RV Miles love the Roadlink. Roadlink C2, a powerful Wi-Fi booster combined with a 4G LTE antenna. The small all-in-one dome easily installs on your roof and can be controlled by an app instead of a clunky portal. To make things even better, Roadlink has joined forces with AT&T to offer an unlimited data 4G LTE plan specifically for RVers. Whether you're a full-time traveler or weekend warrior, Togo is designed to make your life easier. Simplify your travel experience and visit runswithtogo.com. That's runswithtogo spelled T-O-G-O. An RV that runs with Togo enjoys more miles with less trials. Time for the answer to last week's brain teaser, which went like this. I'm a word of six. My first three letters refer to an automobile. My last three letters refer to a household animal. And my first four letters is a fish. A fish. A fish. 
my Got hole, it. I wrote it down. My hole is found in your room. What am I? And the answer was carpet. Carpet. Yes. It's a six-letter word. The first three letters refer to an automobile, car. Last three letters are a household animal, a pet. First four letters, a fish, a carp. And the whole thing is found in your room. Carpet. Our winner this week is Orlando R. from New York, who will receive a Not All Who Wander Our Lost t-shirt. And if you want a chance to win yours, you'll either have to wait until the end of the show with a new brain teaser, or you can just go buy one at the RV Miles Teespring store. We'll put a link in the show notes at rvmiles.com slash 115. We have finally been able to get out and about here a little bit in Minot. Since my medication switched uh, a couple weeks ago, I've been you know, awake more than six hours a day. Uh, I've not been throwing up all day long. And uh, I haven't been driving to the hospital <laughs> three times a day. Just one time a day. Just one time. So we've actually great. been able to get out of the house a little bit and take some little day trips. And we've actually taken two day trips to different areas around here that we wanted to chat about for a minute. The first one being a National Park Service site. Boy, wasn't that good. It really felt good to be back in a National Park Service site to do a junior ranger program, to go on a little hike. Uh, so we drove down near Bismarck, North Dakota. It's kind of on the way to Bismarck from Minot. Is the Knife River Indian Villages National Historic Site. Yeah, and this was kind of a... This wasn't just a short, like, half hour, 45 minute jaunt. It is about 65, 70 miles from Minot. And we did make a whole day of it because we got two really beautiful days last week before, if anyone had seen it before, the crazy, or a couple weeks ago, actually now, before all that crazy snow came in and dumped on us. So we really wanted to utilize that time. So we took a nice long drive out into the country of North Dakota. We went to this national park site that's just kind of situated... Kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And it, not in a bad way. I don't mean that in a negative way. Yeah. Sort of as you exit the highway, before you head over to it, there's also a couple Lewis and Clark stops there. Well, Fort uh, Fort Mandan. Yeah. And that's a state park. Yeah. Is there. And then if you decide that you don't want to do that, which we decided Much we of that had been do closed that. down for the winter. Yes. So we, we skipped and, and it was a big cost to do. So yeah. uh, we, and there, so we, all we could really do was see the little museum. So we sort of skipped that and, and headed over to Knife River. Now, Knife River is, it was a Native American village. And this is actually where Lewis and Clark met Sacagawea and, and picked her and her husband. Charbonneau. And their, their child up and, and brought them along with them. For, for the rest of their journey. It was really quite an incredible park to spend a little bit of time in. They do have a recreation of an earth home, an earth lodge, yeah. I should say. So in the summer, they stayed in the earth lodges. And in the winter, they moved a little bit closer to the stream and the houses there. In the wintertime or in the lodges there, they always switched around. They weren't as quite as permanent in the winter as the places they came to and lodged in the summer. So, and what's interesting is it didn't seem like there was a huge gap between the two spaces that they would use. But obviously, if you have spent any time of North Dakota, you know that even having to walk 20 feet when it's like negative 30 outside and the wind is blowing 30, 40 miles an hour is not a very enjoyable thing. So they would move closer to trees and get a little bit of blockage from that wind. So what, what you get at this site is there, there's the Knife River there. Mm-hmm. So you can take a trail to the Knife River. But 
most of it, and there's the recreation of the Earth Lodge, most of it is a large tract of land where the landscape has sort of these humps and these divots in them where all these Earth Lodges used to be. And of course, they've they've also come to the Earth now over the years. Uh, but um, the the recreation is is very realistic. The museum is full of artifacts that have been found in the area, and it's a good little visit. Now, it's a very short, you know, one-mile trail. It's going to be, you know, a half-day visit at most for, for most Amazingly people. Amazingly enough, we managed to spend about three hours yeah. there. Now, I wanted to make sure, and I just went and looked it up because I wanted to make sure I said it properly. It's Now, this is the Hidatsa people. Yeah. So, and I just wanted to make sure that I acknowledged the tribe that you're going to see when you go there. So it's the Hidatsa people, the Northern Plain Indians. And I have to say that it just, for me, and we talked a little bit about this. I love, love smaller National Park Service sites. Yeah, me too. I truly do because they just have, they don't have a lot of fanfare. They don't have a lot of showiness to them. They're very simple and genuine in what they are preserving. You and know, I love when you walk in and there's there's nobody else there. There's one ranger yeah. and they're like waiting for somebody to walk in and they have a whole lot to tell you. We did. And we had, um, during the time that we were there, we encountered about two or three different rangers kind of shifting through. And each and every time... They were so nice. And in fact, we had one ranger who came into the visitor center and really kind of wanted to see if we had any questions and was working with the boys a little bit on their junior ranger booklets, which were very good booklets, like very detailed. And they asked a lot of the kids to really get to know the Hidatsa people and to understand their way of life in that area. And we just, it just, it felt so good to be back out into nature, to be back into the National Park Service. And it was just a really nice day. You got a little bit tired towards the end. It was really the first time you had been out on such a a long, for you, a long walk, a a mile. You would have thought that the kids were walking on hot coals the whole time. They were just so resistant to walking a mile. (laughs) On like a, you know, a pea gravel trail. I never, I never. Like, I don't, I think any parent can understand this. There's just people in general, if you've just seen kids, it's like one minute, Henry's just, oh, my feet hurt. They hurt so bad. Oh, my feet hurt. Mom, carry mom, carry me. And then it's like something shiny up ahead catches his eye. And then all of a sudden he kicks into what he calls uh, super dino or super henny speed. And then he's gone. Yeah. And he's running so fast. It's amazing. Where does that energy come I from? Just, I just, it's know. truly, it's truly spectacular. I'm going to harness it, I'm going to bottle it, and I'm going to sell it for a million dollars. So we had a great time there. It's not around anything at all. Uh, we then went into Bismarck for, for dinner. Which was about 60 miles, I think. Yeah, and we, ha- we went to, to Sickies again. Sickies. We, we went back. <laughs> is Well, there's something interesting in North Dakota because... You know, there are these few medium-sized cities, um, and then not a whole lot of towns in between, very small towns in between. A lot of North Dakota businesses have three or four locations, you know, in Grand Forks, in Fargo, in Bismarck. And you you can find them, you know, that those towns are almost, in Minot, those towns are like almost <laughs> identical in some ways. Well, um, the, or maybe what we think is they're identical is because we interact with them in a very similar yeah, way. Yeah. And so I'm trying to remember, was it Fargo that we went to Sickies? Yes. Okay. 
a lot of August is just starting to bleed together <laughs> for me. But so we we went to Sickies in Fargo and they have just craft burgers. I mean, a, you know, a burger yeah. that's a donut for a bun. You know, they've got then they call that their hangover yeah. burger. So there's just a lot of craft burgers. So we decided to go back there because we knew it was something we all enjoyed. And it was dinner time and we were in Bismarck. And so we finish up and uh, we're like, OK, well, you know, we're not quite ready to go back yet. We were really wanting to extend this sort of adventure out. And we're like, well, what do we do? What should we do in Bismarck? It's like 536 o'clock. And gosh, in just really true Apperson fashion, we were <laughs> we were like, well, is there a mall? <laughs> Well, what else are you going to do? I mean, everything's no, closed. That's so, all that's open now yeah. is restaurants in the mall. Hey, so, so we, we found a mall. mall. The mall is almost identical to the Minot Mall. So Yes, it is. Know. So we went to the mall and we walked around. Uh, what is the Halloween the Halloween store called that's always? You know, whatever. Halloween that, World? That temp- temporary Halloween, Halloween stores yeah. that they shove into classic, closed storefronts. Yeah. Classic Halloween. So we did that. We just, you know, we hung out, got some coffee, walked around, and somehow managed to stretch that into like a two-hour visit. Uh-huh. I don't know how we do it. It's like time just, time just stops when we go into a mall. Yeah. And so that was our experience in Bismarck. We <laughs> ate burgers and then we went shopping. It now, was great. We also had this this weekend, we had the ability to take a little side trip from Minot here. We met some friends, um, some new friends, some people that actually work uh, at the hospital. The gentleman works at the hospital and his, his wife, he had shown her one of our YouTube videos about our experience with my, you know, Adventures and no cardia my, my, is how I refer my, to it now. My head hole. Um, <laughs> and she actually ran into us at Barnes & Noble. Uh, so we sort of struck out up a little friendship with them, and they invited us to come out to a little town called Stanley, North Dakota, where we got to go to this cool little uh, drugstore. It was so great. Where they have a soda fountain. And in the soda fountain, they have this machine that's called a Whirla Whip, a Whirla Whip machine. And it's apparently the only one there. I guess there's a couple working in the country, um, but this is the only one where they do it like the original way. And Whirla Whip is like the predecessor to like the Dairy Queen Blizzard machine and those types of machines that rely on soft serve ice cream. But this is sort of a machine that makes ice cream with like candy chunks in it, but it, it doesn't use soft serve. It uses regular ice cream. And it's like this metal cone thing and they put ice cream in it and then they they take all the different candy toppings and they grind them in like a mortar and pestle so they're all real fine and you can ask for as you know up to three toppings and they toss them in there and they put it through this really cool machine which is like you know the only one doing it in the country I, in the middle of stanley north dakota i had no idea you had deep dived that far yeah. into the world well I, I read the you know i read the stuff on it they had there that's, I didn't even know that yesterday when I was eating the leftover ones from the kids. I kind of thought it was just like, you know, they do it like they do a blizzard. It's the but predecessor no, to the blizzard. It was, it, it was really, it was very fun. And the kids ordered some very unique flavors that made it very hard for me to eat out of their containers, which I think they did on purpose. I did. I mean, <laughs> however, one of the things they're known for, one of the signature Whirla Whips you can get is the dill pickle with bacon. 
Okay, Jason's making. I'll a do face. the bacon. The bacon sounds bacon maple or something like that. I'll do with pickle. That's I don't so know. safe. But you tried so it. So I tried it, and I have to say, I don't eat pickles. I don't like pickles. Now the only time I like pickles is if a little bit of pickle juice gets left and it kind of soaks into my French fries. Like that's the <laughs> only time I like pickles. So this was actually really good. Like I like the savory sweet. I showed the kids dipping their French fries in ice cream the other day is like a really, really good thing to do. So this kind of ticked off a lot of boxes for me and it just had just enough of a hint of the pickle without completely overwhelming it. I thought it was going to be very salty and very dill pickly, but it was not at all. I would have ordered that for myself. I would have eaten that. Jack ordered. <laughs> Jack Jack ordered shirt first. You could choose the different ice cream, so you can choose whether you want vanilla ice cream, chocolate ice cream, or sherbet. He picked rainbow sherbet with mint Oreos in it. Yes. <laughs> chocolate cake, right? Chocolate cake and cherry, hard cherry candies. Right. And Jack, in perfect Jack fashion, ended up getting or taking somebody else's and eating half of that. And these are big cups. Eating a good chunk of that before they realized that he had the wrong one and then it gave him the one that he was supposed to I get. I had no idea. I didn't know that. Oh, yes. See, now, Henry... So the child had, like, a, a styrofoam cup and a half of Royal Whip. <laughs> and so now you wonder why he was just completely off the rails uh, that at makes, the park. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Henry knew what he was doing. He got chocolate cake and cherry. Maraschino cherries yeah. or maraschino cherries. Yeah. However you want to say you know, it. I'm sorry, I don't want to... Depends on what... Car <laughs> What part of town you come from? <laughs> depends. Like it depends on how fancy I feel that day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But no, this is a this is a big place. So they, I mean, they were featured on. Uh, I think it was. I think it was CBS uh, Morning News one time. I can't believe they haven't been on something like the best thing I've ever eaten or Good Eats or even Diners, Drive-ins, yeah, and Dives. They've they've uh, they're in that Atlas Obscura book, which oh, I, I absolutely bet. I wonder love. if they're in Road Foodies. They should. They should be. Is that the name of the book? No, it's called Road Food, but that's close enough. Well, you know what. Maraschino, maraschino, road food, road foodies. Potato, potato. Exactly. Let's call the whole thing out. I don't Jason. know anybody that says potato, but okay. Well, in a Cole <laughs> Porter song, they do. All right, that was our two little side trips here from from the Minot, North Dakota area. We're getting close to being done here. Um, I have a surgery to put my head back together here at the end of the month, day before Halloween. Oh, of course. Uh, and uh, and we're gonna stay until I get my stitches out. I think, and then we're going to be bolting. <laughs> as long as you are released. Yeah. I guess they, if they say we can go, we'll go. I mean, we have decided that, you know, Jason could have gone back to the Quad Cities and had his stitches pulled there. I'd pull, I'd pull my own stitches out if it wasn't on the back of my head. I mean, I guess I could use a mirror like Stop. they do at the barbershop. You could just like, you know, Stop two talking. mirrors. Jason Epperson, <laughs> we are going to wait for the doctors who started this journey with us to look at us and say, you're done. You're good. Get you're, out of here. you're safe. This is not coming back until the next time you inhale it. <laughs> Great. I mean, next week. Look, I am being a realist. So be on your way. That's what I'm waiting for Dr. Wigway to say. So we're looking forward to, we're looking forward to that. Not because uh, we, we are actually going to miss a lot of the people that we've met this here. This is going to be a really um, hard goodbye. I've put some roots down in here 
over the last eight weeks. It's going to be hard. But we're not going to miss the cold. And we got we to gotta get out of here before uh, winterizing is, is... Look, we got to get out of here so we can <laughs> head to thing. more cold places. Yeah. I mean, we've been dealing with freezing temperatures overnight, but haven't had to winterize yet. So, yeah. so we've been happy about that. Uh, all right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, we've got a new segment for the show. And we've got our fresh tank, black tank. And we've got our new brain teaser. A whole lot more. We'll be right back. Be right back. RV Miles is sponsored by Versatube. If you're looking for a way to protect your RV before winter hits, Versatube has you covered, literally. From RV covers to carports to garages that you can build for yourself, Versatube is like a grown-up erector set with steel. Versatube ships directly to your door and is the perfect protector for your class A, B, C travel trailer or bus conversion. And since Versatube loves RV Miles listeners, and who doesn't, they're offering 5% off any standard RV cover with coupon code RVMILES, all one word. Head over to rvmiles.com slash 115 and click on their logo in the show notes to find a direct link to save 5% off your Versatube RV cover with the code RVMILES. That's RVMILES slash 115 to save 5% off your Versatube cover and use the code RVMILES. Keep your rig protected this winter with Versatube. RV Miles is also brought to you by the RV Repair Club. Whether you're already on the road planning your next trip or thinking about installing a few upgrades, RV Repair Club has you covered with step-by-step videos designed to make navigating the RV lifestyle a breeze. Have a question about winterizing and who doesn't this time of year? Well, there's a video for that. Or maybe you have a question about your propane heater. There is also a video for that too. RV Repair Club's premium membership features thousands of professional how-to videos that will keep you informed and on the road. Unlock your premium membership today and head over to rvrepairclub.com and use code RVMILES at checkout to save 90% off your first year. A full year of premium membership is only $5. $5 for an entire year of premium membership. Visit rvrepairclub.com and enter coupon code RVMILES, that's all one word, to save 90% off your premium membership with RV Repair Club. That's a cup of coffee in some places, five bucks. It is. I mean, if you're getting the pumpkin cream cold brew. (laughs) (laughs) Not that I would know anything about that. All right, we want to remind you to check out both the America's National Parks podcast and the Sea America podcast. This week, we were focusing on a little bit of the spooky, a little bit of the Halloween. It's getting to be late October, and there's a, there's a lot of spooky stories to tell in the national parks. And this week, we had three stories from a book called Spooky Yellowstone. Which you know tells, what you're getting with that title. Yeah, exactly yeah. what you think you're getting. Yeah. Uh, and we on the Sea America podcast, we covered the Stanley Hotel, which is in Estes Park, Colorado, and was the inspiration for The Shining. Stephen King actually stayed there and came up with The Shining there that night. Would you stay in room 217 if you were given an option? Like if they said, hey, room 217 is the only room we have open, would you stay? I would. I mean, I think I don't buy. I don't know if you're a really superstitious person or not. No, and I I don't buy that the place is haunted. I think it's just, you know, this is where Stephen King came up with it. So I think that's a cool historic thing, not really a haunted thing. Never know till you try. But, 
you know, other people say it's haunted. So it's a really cool hotel. <laughs> I haven't been in it. In I would love. I mean, it years, looks beautiful. I would be- love to stay. The grounds in, are yeah. beautiful. Just being able to walk that first floor, the lobby area is spectacular. So. It's another reason why we need to go to the Rocky Mountain National well, Park. Well, we were on our way there. Don't get me started, Epperson. Uh, all right. Uh, it's time for a new segment on the show. This is, a, this is you know, one of, my, uh, one of my favorite radio shows for a long time uh, was Car Talk. And, I, you know, the, our brain teaser is basically stolen from Car Talk. They're, they, they were great. Weekly They're, did a, a, a very similar thing. <laughs> I would say that they are, for me, also a study in really great podcast banter. Now, yeah. they weren't doing a podcast. No, They're it was a, before podcasts. Yeah, they, they were doing this long before there were podcasts. They've been but, doing this since like the 70s. Yes. and <laughs> But their banter, their ability to exchange back yeah. and forth with each other and genuinely have fun and genuinely enjoy each other's company is something that I really find I would like to see more of for us. Like it's, I just, it's really I something them. though that only like they, because they were brothers and best friends and worked together. Like I don't know, it, it was magic. Anyway, uh, I have a little new segment on the show that I'm adding to our regular rotation of things that we're Can you, we're working on throwing in that I'm going to call truck talk. Okay, listen. If you're going to call it that, I'm going to need some kind of like, like you're going to have to rev an engine for me. (laughs) I will, I will in in post, I will put in a, a sound effect here. In post production, I need some, you're going to have to figure out how to get it onto, because we're filming this week too. Oh, it'll be there. We didn't really announce that. We're back to. We're going to be on YouTube again this week. So you can check out the show We're back on the YouTube. Yeah. So So. if you've already listened to like the first 40 minutes of the show and want to go back. I can watch it from the beginning on YouTube. Go right ahead. You can. And you'll get to see Jason without a helmet. I, I don't have my helmet He's on. not wearing it. He refuses to wear it when he's indoors. Just when I'm, you know, I'm like sitting on the couch. What am I going to do? Bang my head on this paper thin shade? Uh, Jason, <laughs> I have been married to you for a really long time. I'm just saying. All right. You should have your helmet on. <laughs> Truck talk. All right. <laughs> 85% of RVers are in a truck pulling a trailer. So I figure... It's important to talk about trucks now and then. So I've got uh, three quick things that I want to talk about. Uh, first of all, GM, GM uh, is, of course, Chevy as well. Uh, GM and Chevy are facing a class action lawsuit over an issue with the 6.6 liter Duramax engine, which is found in all of their uh, 2011 to 2016 diesel trucks, obviously the ones that have the 6.6 in them. And... What what this class action lawsuit is alleging is that, that this engine is is not really compatible with American diesel fuel. American diesel fuel years ago was stripped of all kinds of stuff, and it is uh, it's a lot thinner. It's less viscous. It doesn't have the the sort of oily quality of of regular diesel fuel. Uh, that were specifically speaking of the on highway American diesel fuel, and uh, I guess what's happening is that the the Bosch fuel pumps in these. Now, all the all the big manufacturers use this pretty much the same Bosch fuel pump. But what's happening is this pump is eating itself and sending metal shavings 
uh, into the engine and, well, and destroying the engines. We've um, had something like that happen yeah. to us before. <laughs> so the, there's a class action lawsuit over these vehicles. Now, if you're buying a, a new Chevy or GMC truck, you don't have to worry about it. They stopped using this particular pump in 2017. But it might be something to think about if you're looking at buying one that was in that range between 11 and 16. Um, like I said, the big three manufacturers are all using the, the same pump. This this lawsuit is only for for GMC Chevy, but you know who knows if other people are experiencing this in other brands or if this is just you know uh, a few people who are having the same problem. There's no official recall or anything like that, but it's something to watch out for. And I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to read up more about it if you have one of those trucks or if you're looking to buy one of those trucks. Second, I wanted to talk about the future of trucks, electric trucks. I, I think a year ago, I don't think anybody would have thought, well, I, you know, I'm going to buy an electric pickup truck in a couple years and tow my camper around with it. But let me tell you, all three of the big manufacturers right now are in the late stages of building fully electric trucks. Ram already has a, a hybrid truck out there, which I think I think hybrid is really something they ought to be looking at more when it comes to trucks because you know you'd be on that electric engine while you're not towing and you'll be on the the gas or diesel engine while you are towing or you have a payload in your truck and that can make a huge difference in fuel mileage yes it makes a huge Uh, difference but there's also tesla which is working on an electric truck as well uh ram gm chevy and uh and ford are all probably going to have an electric truck out in 2021. Teslas may be announced as soon as November. You mean in just a few weeks? In just a few weeks. Wow. And and they're saying it's not going to be a slouch either. Now all these trucks are going to be in, you know, the half ton or less range. But but this the Tesla truck they're saying is going to have going to be able to tow 12,000 pounds. Uh, it's going to have a forward 400 to 500 mile uh, range, which is not going to be while you're towing. You know, it's going to have less of a range towing. But for somebody who's pull, pulling a real little trailer, you got something lightweight back there, a couple thousand pounds or less. Those are pods. Yeah, I oh, think this man. could be a real good solution for that. So we'll we'll see where they come uh, in in terms of pricing and everything. But they're saying that Elon Musk said on Twitter that the Tesla truck is likely going to be in the under fifty thousand dollar price range which if anyone has if you've priced if you've priced trucks lately yeah that's you know that's that's right in line that's good well and it's also going to ask you like is something wrong with that truck yeah right (laughs) should i be concerned (laughs) and then finally i wanted to talk a little bit about something that i i see brought up a lot when you know there's Something that we like to call the 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 tow police. Oh, so now I always just call them the internet police. <laughs> the grammar police. The there are all all sorts of different people that have their own little niche. And in the RV world, <laughs> their own niche. I am going to be really good at telling people how it is in this specific area of life. So I wanted to talk a little bit about braking because one of the common things you'll see people say is is this typical line that it's it's not about how much you can pull, it's about how much you can stop. Uh, referring to the fact that you, when you size a truck with a trailer, you need to be looking at can your rig stop that trailer? Um, 
you know, if, if it gets out of control or can it slow it going down a, a steep decline, that sort of thing. So and a lot of times you'll see this conversation between, you know, when you're choosing a, uh, an F-150, uh, an F-250 or an F-350 uh, or the, you know, the similar models in the other brands. But what I want to talk about is, is the difference in braking between the different heavy duty trucks, the three quarter ton and the one ton pickup trucks. Most people who are towing a decent sized RV are either going to have one of the two. Like we have a Ram 2500. We could have got a 3500. That's a one ton truck. We have a three quarter ton truck. Most people are going to have one of those two in one of the major different brands. And when you're choosing between those, uh, what I want to point out here is that braking really isn't a factor because they essentially have the same brakes between the two. Getting a, a 350 or a 3500 is not really going to allow you to brake more. In fact, it might allow you to brake a little bit less because it's heavier itself and has to take more of its own braking power. Um, but really, it the braking is not going to make much of a difference between those two. Now, if you're getting a dually, which is normally going to be a one-ton truck, it's always going to be a one-ton truck or more. A dually has more braking capacity, obviously, because it's got four wheels to stop in the back. It's going to be able to brake a bit more. But between the single rear drive heavy-duty trucks, there's really no difference in braking. And in fact, if you go down to that half-ton class, the half-ton trucks are lighter. They have a slightly lighter, lighter brake, um, but they're really not braking a whole lot less. And your trailer has brakes as well. And those are only meant to help. They're not going to stop the whole rig. But braking, uh, you know, most of the trucks that are sold today have really strong brakes. And if they're talking about how much that you can tow in the listed tow capacity, they're, they're considering what you have to stop. You know, so don't worry about telling everybody on earth that they must have a one ton truck to tow virtually any trailer because it's just not true. Also, fifth wheels come in all sorts of different sizes. That's, just that's like the makeup of this earth. <laughs> The RV industry comes in all different shapes and colors Well, I mean, you see people say, sizes. oh, you could never tow a fifth wheel with that truck. There are fifth wheels. I'm not kidding. There are fifth wheels that are 2,000 pounds. There's two <laughs> rules I like to there go by. There are Casita fifth wheels out there. Well, we've seen them. There's two rules on the internet I like to go by. Never use the word never. Okay. <laughs> and don't assume. Because what happens when you assume? You make a out of you and me. Okay. Maybe so. people don't get that and need to explain because well, look, this is a because you bleeped it. This is a family-friendly show. If you spread the I letters don't. out in the word "assume," you get a three-letter word, and then you get a "you," you <laughs> and make, then a "me." Yes, you make a <laughs> a whatever out of you and me. I don't want to say it. I we have we have standards uh, no, and I rules. I'm not saying you have show, to say it. That, I'm just yes. saying you know. Well, if they watch the video, they'll see my gesture. You of, make a joke, you got to bleep. Is, yeah, <laughs> I have to explain look, it. Look, I made the, I'm saying a cuss word, but I'm not saying it gesture. Okay, so, you know. All right, it's time for our Fresh Tank, Black Tank segment, where we talk about things we love, things we don't, as related to, you know, the good tank that holds the clean water <laughs> and the bad tank that holds the dirty water. Yes. Do you get it? Do you get it? We got it. <laughs> Abby, what's your black tank for this week? Okay, so I sat for a really long time. 
I even asked you, what have I complained about this week? Because my ability, <laughs> Jason said, outside of me, I have no idea. Wah, wah, wah. There's a list of like 400 <laughs> things, but they all involve me. So <laughs> That's not true. I love you to the moons of Tatooine and back. So I just decided that. Suns, Tatooine has two suns. Oh, suns they don't have moons? moons? I mean, I, there might be a moon, but I, the whole thing is it's got two suns. That's the thing. I could have sworn there were some moons there. <laughs> we're getting a little excited shot. because we're going to be buying our tickets to opening night for oh. the new Star Wars movie tomorrow. Uh, during Monday Night during Football. During Monday Night Football. So. Uh, so my black tank is really, really, really frivolous because the only thing I could think of was I just have to black tank this week my love for pastries. That's that, a horrible <laughs> black tank. That's the, that's the pastries are awesome. I know. Here's the thing, though. I've just been eating a lot of pastries lately, and that's not the problem. The problem is, is I don't understand why we can't have pastries that have no calories. I mean, I do understand. Well, they exist. They taste absolutely okay, terrible. So listen, there's this is this is what <laughs> this is why I think this is more of a gray tank than a black tank because really, at the end of the day, it's a good problem to have, right? But there is this store here in Minot. There's this bakery called Minot Daily Bread. Okay, I I would love to just work there. I went in the other day and I got a lemon poppy seed scone and I stood there for five minutes trying to, I'm not joking. This is not an exaggeration of time for five minutes. I stood there trying to decide what pastry I wanted to get, trying to calculate in my head, what was the, uh, lowest calorie pastry which is like (laughs) like at some point you just have to stop counting the number right (laughs) like if they don't put the calorie count they're smart guessing right so see they're smart at my not daily bread they don't put calorie counts on anything because somebody's just back there rolling everything i'm not sure i've ever seen a bakery okay well starbucks puts the calorie count on did you know that starbucks pumpkin bread a slice of their pumpkin bread is 440 calories. That's what I allot myself for lunch. Is that a lot? Jason Epperson, this, that is a lot. That's a lot. Okay. Like you, if you are striving for X amount of calories a day and for some people, that's, that's a third of their calorie count. Okay. If you live in Hollywood, that's like half your calorie count for the day okay so my black tank is the fact that here we've rolled into the season again in which i am not capable of controlling myself around all of the pastries it's the holidays look from november until january 2nd you don't count calories okay you you just don't help actually from halloween yeah yeah count yeah once the kids show up with their october 31st i can't go into a costco this time of year because I come out with everything but what I went in there for. Okay? I can't go there with my brother, Jason, who also happens to be named your name. It's not at all confusing. I can't go in there with my brother because my brother and I come out with, like, 50 different types of pastries. And then he leaves them all at the house with me, and he goes off, and he doesn't Yeah, and they go bad because you <laughs> can't eat them all. Oh, but I try. So this is, like, the weirdest black tank probably I've done because it's really just an excuse for me to talk about pastries. All right. Okay? So that's my black tank Let's move on. What's your fresh Moving tank? Moving on because I really want a pastry now. My fresh tank this week is just a really super cool piece of news that really was supposed to be just, like, an everyday sort of thing got picked up, and it's awesome. We just experienced our first completely female spacewalk. 
So two females out on the International Space Station, they went out earlier this week they, to do some minor repairs. They were out there for a little over seven hours. And it is the first time in the history of our space program that two women have been out just by themselves. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. And so that gets my fresh tank this week because it's just one more step to equality that I really like. I One of my favorite things is... You know, you can you can see that this if you're in a, a place where the sky is is fairly dark, you can see the space station fly by. We you, can see it from your parents' house, yeah. though, and I don't really and it's consider not that dark the, there. Yeah, I don't consider the Quad Cities dark skies. There, I guess there. I guess uh, you can see it pretty much uh, a lot of places other than like big cities, you, and you can look at it on. Uh, we use this dark sky app. You can find it there, but you can also go onto uh, one a NASA website and you can see wherever you are, what time of day uh, or what time of night it's going to come by. And it comes by multiple times because it orbits the Earth fairly quickly. Um, and, and just to see that little dot of light go across the sky and know that there are people in that. It's so uh, wild. It's incredible. And speaking of, and I'm going to go off because I just remembered this. So if you find yourself talking about dark skies, if you are somewhere that is dark skies this week, Holly's Comet is making its presence known for the first time since 1986. That's really exciting. Yeah. So there's going to be a shooting star show. And I just think that's awesome because it will not happen again, according to this article, it looks like, until 2061. Wow. Yes, yeah, so wow, we're we not going to be seeing it. <laughs> when is it? <laughs> it's this week. It's this coming week. So it's happening Monday and Tuesday, according to this article I'm looking at at four. So why don't we drive out into like, you know, the dark country oh. and go look at it? I guess that we could. Maybe we will do that. <laughs> why can't we see it? I Well, I wasn't really thinking about it. Uh, so <laughs> we'll talk about that off podcast. Um, so anyway, just kind of go and Google that and find out what's going on. But this week, depending on where you are, you might have a chance to, to check it out. Check out some shooting stars. Awesome. All right, Jay, what is your black tank this week? Uh, my black tank is, is this is something that I, I've seen come up often. Uh, it's really causing a problem. Uh, in a lot of places, the idea of using mothballs outside to uh, to ward off mice or snakes or other critters like that. Oh, are we back? Is this like the Irish spring soap thing again? Well, <sighs> except with like dire consequences for the environment. That's the that's the issue. It's you know Irish spring soap doesn't work, but it doesn't hurt anybody. Right. Um, and also, you don't put it on the ground. You put it in your RV. The same thing with mothballs. If you want to get rid of moths, you you know throw a mothball in the back of your closet. Putting them on the ground doesn't do anything because it's all about you know, an overpowering scent and the outdoors that doesn't work. Um, but more importantly, they are poisonous to dogs, to deer, to all yeah. sorts of animals. And parks are finding people are doing this more and more. They go outside for and, and scatter a box of mothballs around their campsite for their week of camping, trying to keep critters away. And, you know, they could be killing the wildlife. I mean, I don't like snakes, but I don't want to see snakes meet their end 
because of a mothball. Yeah, well, the snakes aren't going to eat the mothball. That's the thing is they snakes don't care anything about the mothball. Then why did you even say snake? Because <laughs> you like when I talk about snakes. You did that to me on purpose. And then you made me have compassion for the snake. I take that back. What is your fresh tank? My fresh tank this week is the fact that it's chilly season. Get out. I love the fall. Abby is Abby wishes it was 100 degrees Get all out. the time. Yes. I love the fall. I love dressing in sweaters. Uh, and pants and socks and shoes and hats yeah. and I and <laughs> vests and I love that it is fall. If and- they ever <laughs> and I've heard a rumor that they are reboot supermarket sweep. They should hire you and then put you in all of those sweaters because you would just be the happiest man on earth. I forgot about his sweaters. I'm gonna start buying you those, sweaters those like that. Real- Throwing it back there. Yeah, for well, a rumor. Lot of well, that's because I just posted an Insta story recently about us watching Supermarket Sweep, and I commented, "Why hasn't this been rebooted?" Yeah, well, and it's called Guys Grocery Games. I no, I cannot tell you how many people DM'd me and were like, "No, it's in the works. They're rebooting." Oh, it. are they really? Yeah. Oh, I and I said, "Well, it. is it going to be set in Whole Foods? <laughs> and are they going to go over budget because they bought five limes?" <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I love that it's chili season. I'm ready to make a giant pot of chili, and and we're having some sort of chili we're, thing we're having, tonight. Okay, so we're having I don't my count version because Abby's okay. making it. This is weird. <laughs> we're having we're having my version there's of like, chili tonight. There's a can of diced tomatoes on the counter, and I don't know what's happening with Why that. Why would you not put? Okay, first off, it's we're a small having, can. It's not even crushed. Yeah. It's diced. What is that? Can of talk. Okay. We are having a Pioneer Woman recipe. Does that I say love with you. green chilies? Is that the Walmart version of Rotella? Babe, that's, ro- oh my that's goodness. Ro- Rotella. It's or Rotel, Rotel. Whatever. Rotella is, <laughs> Rotella is the oil that we put in the truck. Rotella. <laughs> <laughs> Mild diced. This is, this is Great Values version of Rotel. Mild diced <laughs> tomatoes with green chilies. You can't stop telling my <laughs> cooking secrets. I, we are making... Forbid you buy the green chili separate. <laughs> no, honey, that's why you buy Rotel. I followed... You should be proud of me. I followed the recipe. Hey, that's good. As long as you're listening to the directions and are going to do them I in the did. order that they say them and you don't... Well, you haven't made it yet. So, no, so we, when you make it, you're, you'll be like, oh, I'm not doing that. I've already cut and the then recipe after, down a little and bit. And after it's finished, you're like, oh, this doesn't taste like I thought it was going to taste. Yeah. I have I go. have altered the recipe a little bit. from. So I'm using a Pioneer Woman, and we're making Frito Chili Pie. We took 20 minutes to let people know we were making Frito Chili Pie. All right, let's wrap this episode up with, with a new brain teaser. This one. Oh, man. You three pe- <laughs> I can't wait for this meal. Three people are having a race. It takes Bob three minutes to finish a lap. It takes Travis six minutes to finish a lap. And Jill takes nine minutes to finish a lap. Jill, Jill's real slow. <laughs> I'm Bob and you're Jill. Totally. <laughs> After how many minutes will they all finish at the same time? It doesn't matter. Bob wins. No, because like they're every they're, single They time. continue going around laps they continue going on run laps. How many minutes will it be before they cross the the start finish line at the same time? I don't know, but I'm telling you right now, Bob's going to be like, I'm out of here. You guys, I've gone around like 27 times trying to wait for you. I can't. I got to go eat a Frito chili pie. If you think you know the answer, head over to rvmiles.com slash 115. The show notes, you can enter. There's a little form at the bottom. You can enter your answer or you can just go over to rvmiles.com slash brain teaser and you might win 
a Not All Who Wander Are Lost t-shirt from the RV Miles Teespring store, which we'll also link to in the show notes as well. We absolutely will. And before we go, we would just like to encourage you that if you do enjoy the show, and we hope that you do, if you would pop over to Apple Podcast, formerly known as iTunes, and leave a five-star review, we would just really appreciate it. Just because it helps get into the algorithm that is Apple Podcast, because they're very, very strange. And so the more reviews we have, then higher up we get and that just really really helps and we really really appreciate it that's all I'm going to say about that also we just want to remind you we're all across social media you can find us on Facebook Instagram and Twitter you can go over to ourwanderingfamily.com you can read a recent article about our favorite pizza stops all across the important stuff right and of course if you have any questions or suggestions we would love to hear from you we genuinely like talking to you guys and we are at editor at rvmiles.com or even easier way to find us is go to the RV Miles Facebook group and just tag us in a post. All right, that's it for this week's episode. We'll see you guys next week. Yeah, and until then, keep logging those RV Miles. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.